Okay, you guys, welcome back. So we are on the second part of my interview with Pastor Rich Bitterman. So we're going to be talking more about these really creepy new age beliefs that a lot of the kids are getting into. Um, Pastor Rich Bitterman, as we went over on the last episode, he is an evangelism pastor. So he goes around talking to a lot of students at their colleges and universities. And he so he's talking to the kids a lot. And what we're noticing is that a lot of the kids are into these weird new age beliefs, including, but not limited to, uh, you know, magic, tarot cards, crystals, chakras. <laughs> um, what else do they believe in? Psychics, mediums. Um, and the Bible goes over this in great detail in a lot of places about how necromancy, which is all of that stuff is bad and you don't mess with it and you don't partake in it and you don't, um, encourage other people to do that. But a lot of the kids are getting into that. Um, even adults, it's, it's very tragic. Um, very weird, but I'm sure to them it seems normal because, you know, they're just weird. So um, we're going to be covering that a little bit more in detail in this episode, and we're also going to be talking about some other things that Pastor Rich Bitterman has noticed and get some more advice from him on how we can combat all of this craziness in a biblical fashion. So without further ado, let us jump right into it. Yes, postmodern thought is definitely a problem. Yeah, and, and you probably know this, but postmodern thought says that as long as I believe it, well, then it, then it's true. Yes, which is a very big problem because the Bible also talks about in great detail how, you know, the people were right in their own eyes. The people were right in their own eyes. Um, and to me, that's the Bible warning us that people are going to think that they get their own truth. And this is not a new concept. This is something that people have always tried to just kind of gaslight themselves into thinking that, whatever they believe is right and true, then that is what is right and true. And as we know, Pastor Bitterman, that that is not true. You cannot make your own truths out of thin air just to make yourself feel better. And how weak of you, um, anybody who, who does that, the Bible does tell us not to do that. It's not about us being right in our own eyes. It is about us being right in God's eyes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, you've heard of the Jefferson Bible before, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Thomas Jefferson, took out all the parts of the Bible he didn't like and then remade, reprinted it with the, the words he liked, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really a work. Lot, and a lot of people do that. They don't even, they, they don't reprint it, but they will, they will make the Bible, it's just shocking how people will make the Bible into what they want it to be, just so that they can feel better about their sinful, uh, they're just about their sinfulness. They, they would rather try to make the Bible be what they want than force themselves to be what the Bible wants of them. Like it, It's like so mind-boggling how, and, and how people will do that, because the Bible's so clear, it's just so clear, and then the things that people will try to twist to make it not be that way, or literally like the opposite of what the Bible says, just so that they don't have to be morally strong, just so they don't have to be spiritually strong. It is so weak to watch people do that. Well, actually, the Bible says this if you twist this around like this, and then if you use this definition from the opposite word of what this is saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. A lot of people will do that. Yeah. And Christianity doesn't work that way. And there is a moral standard. There is a moral authority. And truth is truth. So that's the first hurdle is just getting them to realize that maybe what they're, they're, they're thinking is kind of ludicrous because I'll say, 
okay, if your truth is true and my truth is true, let's say that I die and I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to heaven and it's going to be all cats and I'm going to live in a tree. Is that true? You know, and then they kind of think, well, no, that's stupid. Well, that's what you believe, right? Yeah. And they can't see. It's just like there's this huge level of cognitive dissonance with everybody who they're just saying, oh, Jenny, you can't possibly believe. And I mean, because they'll say, yeah, that's ridiculous that you're going to die. And then heaven is you in a tree with a bunch of cats. They'll say that's ridiculous. But then, you know, they get their own truth and 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 you don't, but kind of do. And then, you know, everybody gets a truth, but there is no the truth. And that's what happens when you just hand out truths to everybody. Um, if you hand out truths to everybody, there is no such thing as truth. And we have to maintain like it's the most important thing in our world right now is for us to maintain a level of objective truth the objective truth is god's honest truth and we have to be able to to hang on to that or we're going to literally drift into this mayhem state that will be very hard to get out of if not entirely impossible to get out of we have to hold on to the god's honest objective truth and everything and i and i tell people whenever they're like oh jenny i think that the bible is outdated and i think believing in god is a little outdated like it's a little antiquated for you to believe in that um Meanwhile, they're worshiping fairies or like hugging trees, literally worshiping trees or going to the Burning Man Festival and worshiping this big like man shaped tree that they're burning on fire with gasoline. Like they're doing the most ludicrous things. And then they're judging me for believing in the most logical thing, which is God, which is the Bible, which is something that has been proven time and time again to be true. And, um, you know, literally like there is so much evidence of God's existence. There is so much evidence of God's existence on our planet. And so many people just refuse to acknowledge that. Like just the other day, I was looking into how um, Israel is is the midpoint. Whenever we're talking about east-west in our world, we are talking east-west of Israel, of Jerusalem specifically. Um, and then we judge our entire concept of time is based on Jesus's birth. So it's like, how in the world can you be living in this world where obviously the entire world, our world, rotates around Jesus? It rotates around the sun, I guess. But it the whole point of all of this is is Jesus and it is so clear it is so clear and I do not understand when people are telling me oh it's so antiquated to believe in God and the Bible and that's just a little crazy um, you know and then they're putting crystals on their body thinking it's going to heal chakras of their whatever like weird weirdos weirdos to calling me weird is, is funny to me um, but I just find it particularly you know com- comedic that people are just like okay so I have a right for the Bible to not offend me where where is that right? Uh, just because the Bible is offensive in some places doesn't mean that it's wrong. Like, I, I don't know why everybody thinks that because something is offensive, then it is, you know, it is not the truth or it's just wrong. Like, because something offends you does not make it automatically a negative thing. I think people are getting very used to comfort and they are so afraid to feel any level of discomfort, no matter, um, you know, never mind the fact that it might help them, never mind the fact that it might help others if they would grasp onto these biblical concepts that are the truth um you know never mind the fact that so many people these days aren't even reading the bible i was also talking to somebody the other day about how like how blessed are we in america to have access to the bible how blessed is everybody else around the world to have access to the bible and because a lot of people don't like there are a lot of people in the world who have no access to the bible and then y'all's bibles are what getting dusty on the shelves because you have better things to do what are the better things that you have to do other than reading your bible i would 
would I would I would ask I would just would like to know what do you got going on that is more important than reading the Bible because I'm pretty sure it's not hanging out with your friends I'm pretty sure it's not um you know what are any of your strange hobbies like I'm pretty sure and I'm not trying to sound really really mean but I I really am I'm here to tell you guys that there is nothing more important than reading the Bible there's nothing that you could be doing with your time that is more significant than that a lot of you would be just so much less ignorant and I mean like a lot less ignorant like you would be very intelligent if you read the Bible um and you've got to read it to understand it there's going to be some words that pop up that you don't know I brought up the word necromancy on this episode but just research things if you don't know what it's talking about um I also am starting to encourage everybody to learn Hebrew at least you know like like Christian related Hebrew words because I think that's important for Christians to know like some some Hebrew I really do think that that's important um but that is not my point I mean it is my point I'm just I'm not the pastor on this episode we we have pastor Vitterman for that but um I just wanted to say that uh yeah just because the Bible offends you does not mean that it's not right yeah I'll have uh, the homosexuality is the big one out there right yeah and I'll say do you think that homosexuality is a sin and I'll say it doesn't matter what I think yeah that's an excellent response that's right is it truth or is it not truth because the Bible says it is a sin yeah so it's not me saying that you know, there's a lot of things in the Bible I wish I could change, you know, realistically. Yeah. I mean, it would be convenient for me, too. But we can't. If it's truly God's Word, it's inspired, authoritative, um, then it's truth, and we have to try our best then to realize that truth. Yes. And just to go back to what you were saying about, you know, the kid who was saying that he was God or he thought he was Odin or something, um, you know, we have a big problem. It just, it all goes back to people who, people want to, uh, they want to have control, I I think is, is the main part of the whole, my truth. I get to have my own truth thing. People like the idea of having control over their quote unquote truths and that they get to say, well, this is true for me because, you know, it was fine for me to do this because it was my truth that this was fine. Um, or, you know, it's like a narcissism thing with the Odin, you know, my, I'm a God thing. Like there's a, there's a control issue. People want to have more control, but people also have this narcissism problem these days, especially the young people of just like everything is about me. And I would know because, you know, I'm Odin, I am a God. Uh, it's cringe. It's really cringe to use a word that the youth are using, um, it's really upsetting, you know, because it shows how biblically illiterate they are. Um, same goes for the new age stuff that we were talking about earlier. Like if people are using tarot cards or like, you know, getting into the magic and the palm readings and the psychics and the, all of the necromancy stuff, the occultism stuff, uh, you know, then you can safely assume that they haven't read their Bible, like literally at all. Um, and it's embarrassing because it, it, they do look very, um, you know, I don't like using the R word. I will just say they look very, very, this is what I say, and I don't know if this is like a rude thing to say, but I say that they are very spiritually slow if they're like into that, because you, you probably are also one of the people with the theology of, oh, well, you know, because great grandfather, um, Alfred died. Now he's an angel. No, he's not. He's not an angel. Angels are their own thing. Like, (laughs) okay. So the theology is really bad out here these days. Like people think that their relatives are dying and becoming angels. No, they're not. Um, and angels are actually pretty terrifying looking y'all should look into the definite like the biblical definitions of what angels look like um your 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 uncles and aunts and everybody they're not becoming angels when they die so i i just really hate how uh ignorant people are seeming when they are saying these things i just i really don't think that they understand how they sound like i don't 
think they understand how they're coming off to people who have read the Bible, who do know the truth, you know, and who are willing to say, hey, yeah, there's maybe some things that I would change in the Bible, but I'm not God. And so it's not really up to me to make those changes. Um, we, our job on this planet as human beings is to accept God's word, is to accept his instructions for our life. Are we going to be able to follow his commandments all the time? No, I don't even do that. I, I Lots of people can't do that. Everybody can't do that, except for Jesus. He was a sinless man. Um, Catholics say that Mary was sinless, but she was not. She was a mere mortal as well. So like she sinned too. We're going to fall short. We are all going to fall short. But our job on this planet is to read the Bible, understand it, and try our best to follow God's word. That is what we're here for. That is our job. That is what we're supposed to do. And in order to follow the Bible, you're going to need to read it. And that's why I'm always telling you guys on this podcast to read it. Um, again, a lot of people in the world are not so privileged as to even have access to the Bible. You have no idea how many people it took to get the, to get to the point where you have a Bible easily accessible to you. In China, they're rewriting the Bible. I told you guys that on the last episode as well, but they really are. They really are. Um, and they're trying to make Jesus sound more like he was like this Islamic terrorist type of guy, uh, very violent. Um, and so it really is the most important thing is to read your Bible moving forward. Whenever these governments and all it's all over the world now, but whenever these tyrannical governments are going to try to take control and we see them trying to do that all the time, starting with uh, starting way before COVID, but COVID really ramped it up with the, the control tactics. But um, you need to read your Bible so that you're prepared prepared for when they do try to change it in our country, when they try to change it in your country, if you're not in China and you're already experiencing that, you just need to know what it says now. Because another thing is they're trying to make all of the books digitized, all of these eBooks. It's so easy to change books that are eBooks. Like you don't, and I would know this because I've written a book and I'm, it's going to come out as an eBook and an audiobook. but it's like you can change that so easily. You just re-upload a new file. And, um, you know, so I, I'm worried that they're going to start doing that. And then, the physical Bibles will be harder to come by. So I just really think not to be super long winded about this, but if they're trying to change the Bible in places like China right now, I just feel like they're going to end up trying to do that all over. Globalism again is global communism and communism is what they have in China, China communist party, uh, North Korea, where they starve their people, communism and everywhere there's communism, there is death and lies and deception. And it's awful. Um, communism is from Satan. So I will just say that, but, you do need to read your Bible so that when and if, if and when this happens to your country, our country, wherever, that you've already read the Bible and you already know what it says and you believe the right things because you have read God's word the way that it is meant to be read. Um, the, you know, not altered version, not the Jefferson Bible. Um, so yeah, that's really, really important. And I just wanted to say that. But I also wanted to say, I feel like I always have so many points to make um, that, you know, I don't really know what the boomer generation did to millennials. I don't really know what the millennials have done to Gen uh, Z. I don't really know what's going on, but it seems like, uh, you know, it's just a, here's a trophy for everyone problem and a, we're going to validate all of your feelings issue. And, um, I saw an article the other day about this kid in like a preschool was telling the teacher or no, it was older than preschool. I don't remember what it was. Um, it, but it was just, the kids were basically saying, I'm a cat, I'm a dog, I'm a kangaroo. And then the teachers were treating it like pronouns. And so now they are referring to the kids as like cat and dog and, and kangaroo and so um like what like why why lie why lie to the kids why lie 
about all of this. Like, and I, I feel like it's a very slippery slope that gets people accustomed to deception in a way that is, um, you, it's just going to be such a bad thing for people to lose grasp of reality. The truth is reality and deception is not reality. Deception is, um, you know, Satan is called the father of all lies because he is, he is. And so you don't want to be lying and being deceitful, but, uh, you know, it seems like more and more people are just, just easier. It's just easier, but it's, it's not going to be for long when the more that you're lying to kids about them being cats and dogs and kangaroos, the more you're lying to men about being, they're not women, even if they want to pretend to be, and women are not men, even if they want to pretend to be, but the more that we're validating people's, um, deceit, the more they're going to be deceitful and the further we're going to get away from truth. And again, God's word is the truth. God is the supreme authority of everything. God's supreme justice will reign whether you like it or not. Karma doesn't exist. Um, but God's supreme justice does. And it's much more intense than karma, by the way. Uh, but we have to hang on to truth. And I, I don't know what happened with, um, you know, these latest generations, but I do think it was an overprotection issue. Um, and it seems like, and I thought we were going to move away from that more, uh, but it seems like millennials and Gen Z and alpha generation, like we're just, it's like we're validating, 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 and we're drifting further away from truth. And I think that that is extremely, extremely dangerous. But yeah, I mean, it's the new age beliefs to go back to that too. Like it really is scary. Like I'll, I'll hear the kids talking about tarot cards and weird stuff like that all the time. Now, if I go work at like a bookstore, I'm at Barnes and Noble, all the kids are in the spell section. Um, and it's really, really toxic. And I feel like they don't even take it that seriously, but they do. I mean, they're, they're drifting into this, this Satanism, whether they're aware of it or not, but it's just shocking to me to witness how the youth is, is taking their soul so unseriously. Uh, they're not even really looking to see, you know, how bad that is or what the Bible has to say about it or anything. So they're, they're just getting into those weird stuff. Um, I, I just think that people need to take their, their spiritual journey more seriously. And I think that people really should be careful, um, and smart about it, but I'm not seeing young people. And again, even older people like being very careful about it. Well, and I think there is some good news out there because, you know, a lot of people say, well, you go to college campus, that's crazy. But uh, what I found is that their minds are open, open to discussion if you do it in a civilized way. Start out, well, what do you believe? What do you think? Because they want to tell you what they think. And as long as you respect that and don't mock it, they're open to hearing the gospel message. And that's really our job as Christians. It's not to persuade them. Our job is simply to tell. Yeah, and I definitely struggle with that not mocking part. I mean, when I see, and I need to work on it, you're right, I really do, I need to work on that. But like when I see the people, you know, when I see people putting crystals on themselves thinking that's going to do anything for their soul, or if I see people worshiping nature, or if I see people thinking that literally playing, um, you know, go fish with some tarot cards is going to do anything for their soul, like... it's hard, but I'm going to work. I'm like working on it and I'm going to try, like I promised pastor, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to do better on that because as ridiculous as all of, you know, the stuff that they do is, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to win them over if you are, if you're calling them ignorant. So I should, I should try to stop doing, I should try, I should try to stop, but it is ignorant. I will just say for the record to my listeners who are not, you know, those people that it is, it is ignorant. We do know that. And also, you know, I was a, I was a youth pastor in, in my prior church, and I I think a lot of this next generation uh, they're very intelligent, they're very open to um, 
things that we never would have been in my generation. And I think that's great. You know, they have so many more opportunities out there with the Internet than I ever would have had. Um, and everybody says, well, they don't want to work. Well, they might not want to work the jobs that we used to work, but it doesn't mean that being successful in other, other avenues, they are. So I, I hope for this next generation, honestly. I am so glad to hear you say that because I do not. <laughs> I do not. I really don't. Um, I do think that the internet is good. I think that the internet is good and bad. I do think that with the whole digital content creator stuff, like, yes, a lot of the younger generations are having, you know, more, they're, they're able to put their... Um, toes in the water of things that other generations weren't able to do that. And I am doing that. I do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree that there is hope. There's always hope. I think that God can work wonders, um, you know, whenever he wants to. And I think that even with things like, I mean, all throughout the Bible, God is using bad for good. Uh, so I think that the internet is good and bad. And I do agree that people have more resources to learn um, these days, which is why I'm so confused why more people aren't learning more about the Bible. I mean, you can so easily do that. Uh, I do worry about them getting into these new age beliefs. Um, you know, it's just like the tree of good and evil. Like there, you can learn good or you can learn evil. And I hope that more people are learning good. Um, but I do think you're right that we have to approach it in the right way. And I, you know, don't always do that. I don't, I, I will be very self-aware right now. I do not always do that. I, I'm pretty con confrontational. I'm pretty, um, aggressive. I'm pretty, abrasive actually when I need to be. And so, but I don't know if I need to be as much as I think I need to be. And I think that is a good point to, uh, you know, ask them, what do you believe before you have a conversation? Because I come in like a, a freaking wrecking ball and I'm like, Bible and you're going to listen. And I hope that you like it. And I don't care if you do and you need to listen to it, to the Bible. Um, I could work on my strategy. I, but I do, I do. I really, I think that, is for my listeners, you know, if you don't struggle with this level of confrontation and aggressiveness, then you should, and, and even if you do, like, think about having a better strategy for approaching people that are believing nonsensical things. It's, if you approach it in the right way, which I believe is the biblical model, 99% of them tell me thank you when I'm done, and they're not offended. Doesn't mean they accept it, but at least they listened and heard it. Yeah, I mean, it is an excellent point because we're not trying to persuade anybody whether or not they get persuaded is ultimately up to God. And if the Holy Spirit moves in them after we tell them the truth, awesome, they're safe. Um, but if not, then it's really not our responsibility. Like God, you know, chooses his people and I am a reformed Christian. So that's what I believe. I really do believe that God chooses who he's going. I mean, from the very beginning of the Bible, he's it's the, his chosen people that he is rescuing from Egypt. It is not the people decided to be, you know, God's chosen people. He decided. Um, so, like, we do need to choose him, but he decides whether or not we are going to choose him. And so when we are talking to people about this kind of stuff, again, as politely as possible, um, then then it's really just we're not, you know, and I need to look at it this way more, too, because it's not really a debate. I, I have this issue. I have, like, a slight pride issue of just, like, and I was right again, and I was right again, and actually my family... <laughs> has come up with this 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 song that is like a musical sounding song that they <laughs> will sing and send me them singing this they will say and i was right about everything and they will and they will do that so that is like <laughs> 
I love musicals. So I think part of it is that I love musicals. But the other part of it is that I'm always, you know, kind of like reminding people when I'm right, which is not really what I should do. But I, I do think that the approach is very important um, that you are talking about. And so, yeah, I don't know if we should go up to people and say, hey, I'm right about everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's not up to us to save people. It is up to us to educate people. And then if God decides to save them, then that is what he will do. And it's important to get yeah. out there and do it because so many don't. They just don't. And it's not that hard to do. And you can wrap it around your personal testimony. Uh, I, I believe it is a little more than your personal testimony, but it's not difficult. You, you, this is something you can learn to do, and it's not scary after you've done it for a while. It gets pretty easy. Yeah, that's important, too. I mean, I think that a lot of um, people that do, you know, go to church, and that's good. Everybody should go to church. If you can find a good church, definitely go to that church. I mean, you want to find a biblical church. Don't go to just any old church. A lot of the churches these days are not uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, by the way. A lot of churches today are very woke little progressive clubs where everybody is trying to out-social uh, credit brownie point each other. Um, and so you just got to be really careful about what church you go to. But yeah, a lot of Christians today, they go to church, they're around other believers, and then that's pretty much it for the week. Maybe they do a Bible study midweek, but that's pretty much it. Like then they go to work and they and they do their other things. Um, but evangelizing is so important. You've got to get out there and expand the church. That is what we're called to do. And so I definitely think that that's important too. If you live near colleges or even high schools or somewhere where you can go talk to people, try to set that up. It's going to be really, really hard with the public high schools. It's going to be really, really hard with the public universities, but try to figure out a way to do that because um, it's possible. I remember there was this guy who used to come. I went to college at Ole Miss in Mississippi, and I just remember there was this preacher guy that came all the time. I didn't particularly like him, by the way. I remember debating him about a lot of things, but um, you know, it doesn't mean that all of the pastors that do that are like that. And it definitely, because he was just very much like you're talking about not being, you know, like, don't be super forceful about it. Just ask, you know, have conversations with people and see what they believe and then tell them what you believe and then try to, you know, show them biblically where things are said that are true um, and see if they can come around. Um, but anyway, so yeah, definitely try to evangelize because I think Christians lose sight of that when we're, you know, going to church and doing our Bible studies and then doing everything else that we do in our lives. I think it's important to remember that, you know, that is a big part of our calling from Jesus is to go out and, and reach other people and expand his church because a lot of people are not hearing about Jesus. A lot of people, you can't just expect people to show up to your church. You need to go out and reach the people. I'm living proof of that, Jenny, because I was 42 before I was saved. And I had family and friends and employees around me that never shared it with me. And I wish they would have 10 or 20 years earlier. actually going to turn this into a three-part interview, three episodes for one interview, because we're just having so much fun talking about this. Pastor Rich Bitterman and I, we are going to have this be a three-part interview. So before we go, though, I do have to tell you guys about the Brand Sunday's Bible Study, which you guys have heard me talk about before, but it is a very helpful Bible study if you are just getting into reading the Bible. Again, this is something we've been talking about on almost every one of my podcast episodes. You got to read the Bible. You just, you really do. It's not, you don't have 
have to, but you really, you should. Um, and I think that the brand Sunday's Bible study will really help you guys get through it and understand it more clearly. Um, the Bible study breaks down each book of the Bible, helping you gain momentum and grow your understanding. It has beautiful imagery. Um, and it's just a really, really great thing. There's part one and part two. The Bible study is your compass through the entire Bible and two separate books. Part one is a study of the Old Testament. Part two is a study of the New Testament. I think this is a great way to just stay on track. Um, and I really recommend doing it with friends. I think you should maybe consider getting the Bible study for your friends for the holidays um, and for yourself and just doing Bible studies together because it's very important to hold yourselves accountable while you're reading the Bible um, or it's very easy to fall off track um, because I think people get overwhelmed reading the Bible. It is a very big book, but I think that also having these be in two separate books, the Old Testament and the New Testament Bible study, I think it helps you to kind of like not freak out so much while you're reading it. So anyway, I will have a link below for you guys to check this out. And if you do, let me know what you think. I say that about all the things that I am promoting on the podcast, because I genuinely want to know what you guys think of the stuff that I am promoting um, and see what you think, because I want all of the stuff that I'm promoting to be helpful to you in your lives. I don't want to be promoting things that I don't think y'all will find helpful. Um, But again, we will be doing a third episode for the third part of my interview with Pastor Rich Bitterman. And that will be next. Well, it'll either be next week or the next week after that, because there's another episode that needs to get out really soon. Um, But yes. So by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Remember to thank the Lord for everything that you have, because that is what that day is for. And I will see you guys next time. (laughs) 